begin the Gemara today on Daf Pei Beis Amidalef. We're holding where it says the second line from the top. Avaloni Mucha. So we have to first uh, review quickly here the Brayse that was brought in the end of Pei Aleph Amid Beis. The Gemara will now bring a few different interpretations how you learn that Brayse. The Brayse brought two cases. One case of the pieces of meat from a carbon chatos that there was a mixture, a mixture of tome pieces with tahir pieces. And the halach is, if it's one in a hundred, so usually it becomes bottle. But in the reisha of the b'raisa it says that, it's so, so there's a machlaikis in the reisha. The Tanakhama says that it becomes bottle. And Rabbi Yehuda says, it will not become bottle. Then you have the safe of the b'raisa. The safe of the b'raisa speaks also about a case of pieces of a karma chatos, the meat. But there it didn't get mixed with <coughs> tomei, rather it got mixed with chulen meat. And over there, the Tanakama as well says that it will not become bottle. So the reason why this b'raisa was brought here is because Rabbi Yechelen, again, Rabbi Yechelen's opinion is that only if everybody, without exception, counts this, then it will not be bottle. But if some people count it, or if it's customary <coughs> to count this, so then it's not going to be bottle. So that's why the Tanakhama says that it won't be bottle. But Rishlakish says that if most people count it, if it's customary to count it, it should not be bottle. So why does the Tanakhama say that it will be bottle? So the Gemara explained that we're not talking about pieces of meat that are pieces, <coughs> full pieces. We're talking about nimucha. Nimucha means it was either dissolved or was cut into little, little tiny pieces, so it doesn't have any chshivas anymore. So that, if it doesn't have any chshivas, so that's why the Tanakhama says that it's going to be bottle. Now Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda in the, in the Braise said that it will not be bottle. Loitala, what was the reason? So the Gemara here says that Rabbi Yehuda follows his reasoning. He holds that min beminoi loy bottle. Whenever you have two things that are the same min, that are mixed with one another, it will never be bottle. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Okay, so now the Gemara will continue in discuss, discussion in this Indian, and it asks as follows. Aval, so now you just explained that according to Reish Lakish, what is the Raisa speaking about? That the pieces of meat here are broken up, or they're dissolved. So they're not full pieces of meat, so they're not choshev. So loy mucha, but that would mean though, that if these pieces of meat were full pieces of meat, and they were not broken up, Samai, what would be the halacha? Loy tala. Then even the Tanakhama would agree that it would not be bottled, because according to the Shlokish, it has chshivis, because it's customary to sell it by count. If so, ah, the toni. So then why does it say in this b'raisa afterwards? Ah, v'olchatichas in the safe of the Braise it says that if you have a piece of meat from the carbon that got mixed with a hundred pieces of chulin, of, of tired pieces of chulin, <coughs> so on the safe of the Braise over there it says that even the Tanakama will agree that it will not become bottle. Why does he have to bring a new case to, to point out that here the Tanakama will agree that it will not be bottle? Why does he not make a distinction regarding the very case itself that was brought in the Reisha? And it should say as follows. When does the Tanakhama say that these pieces of meat that got mixed with one another become bottled? If it was broken up, it's not any more full pieces. So therefore, it has no chshivis and it becomes bottled. But if it was not broken up and it's full pieces, so then leitala. So then it will not become bottle. Why? Because according to Rishlokish, Kol Shadarke Limnois has Chshivas and it does not become bottle. So why is the Tana bringing two different cases? In the Reisha, a case about Tomei and Tar that got mixed, 
and in the Seifa, a case of the carbon chatas with chulin that got mixed. Let him make a distinction regarding one case, tomei and tar, depending if the meat is one big piece or the meat is cut into different pieces, then it's not choshev. Answers the Gemara, it could have made that distinction, but it wants to say a bigger chiddish. Tahoyrois, betahoyrois, adaflei. For the Tana, he has an advantage in teaching the halacha of tahoyrois, betahoyrois, which is two different pieces of meat that are both tahoy. And still, in the Seifa, he's telling you that they do not become bottled. There's a bigger chiddish to this. Why is it a bigger chiddish? Rashi brings from Mishnai's the Mesechta Trumis, where over there you see that there's a bigger chiddish when you have tahoyres, betahoyres, there's more of a svara that it should become bottle. And besides that, Rashi says that the chiddish over here is in the Seifa, even though we're talking about pieces of meat that were cut up and that is, or that dissolved and not any more big pieces, so I would think that it should become bottle. So the Tan and the Seifa wants to teach that there's a scenario that it still will not become bottle. That's, so it's a bigger chiddish, that's why he teaches this. So tahiris betahiris adiflei. That's the chiddush here. Frag the Gemara. Now the, going back to understanding the Braise itself. The Braise <coughs> made a distinction between the Reisha and the Seife. And the Reisha is talking about tahir meat that got mixed with tame meat from a carbon. And the Seife it's talking about the meat from a carbon that got mixed with chulin. In the Reisha, the Tanakhama said it will be bottle. In the Seva, the Tanakhama said it will not be bottle. What's the difference? So the Gemara now asks, so Reish Lakish, according to Reish Lakish, Maishna Reisha, O Maishna Seifa. Why should there be any distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa? So Rashi explains that this is a question specifically on the opinion of Reish Lakish. Why? According to Rabbi Yechenen, this Braisa is speaking about full pieces of meat. If it's full pieces of meat, so then they certainly have some level of Chshivas. According to Rabbi Yechenen, the, the real chshivis does not exist even by full pieces of meat because not everybody sells it by count. Some people sell it by count, so it has some chshivis. So because it has some chshivis but not the full chshivis of a dovish of a minion, so therefore Rabbi Yechenen, we can understand what would be the distinction between the Reisha and the Sefer. <coughs> What's the difference? So Rashi explained before, when you have Tahir and Tomi, they get mixed. If you're not going to say that it's bottle, what's going to happen? You're going to have to go and burn it all because Tomei Kachim cannot be eaten by anybody. You're going to have to burn it. In the Sefer though, where it says that there's ta- meat, meat for, that are tired from a carbon that gets mixed with chulin, even if you're going to say it's not bottle, you're not going to have to burn it all. What are you going to do? A Kayin could eat it. A Yisrael, a Tsar can't eat it, but a Kayin could eat it. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yechenen, there's a reason to be more machmer in the Sefer. <coughs> Since the Kayin has an ability to eat it, so why should we be lenient and say that it becomes bottle? Let it, let, 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 even if it's not bottle, let the Kayin eat it. Well, there's not going to be much of a loss for this. It'll go to the Kayin. Whereas in the Reisha, because over there you're going to have to burn everything, so over there, we say that it's not fully chashev. This piece of meat that, that, that here is tame is not so chashev, and therefore will become bottle. That's understood according to Rabbi Yechenen. But according to Rabbi what is this Braise speaking about? It's pieces of meat that were cut up into little pieces, or it's dissolved. It's not, it, there's no chashivas to it whatsoever. So if so, if there's no chashivas to these pieces of meat whatsoever, there's no reason to make any distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa. In such a case, if there's no chashivas at all, it should always be bottle. Whether in the Reisha, whether in the Seifa, what's the difference? That's the Gemara's question. So here the Gemara is going to bring three different pshatim for this. Rav Ravidi says the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa is Reisha betumas mashken de Rabbonon. The Reisha that's speaking about Tomeh, what kind of a Tomeh is it speaking about? The meat became Tomeh through mashkin de Rabbonon. 
So there's a xayrim at Rabbanon that, that liquids will make even a vessel tummy, and then anything that's inside that vessel will become tummy as well. Menatayre, liquids cannot make a vessel tummy. But with Rabbanon, it'll make the vessel tummy, and then the meat inside it will become tummy. So the ratio of this b'raisa was speaking about a tummy with Rabbanon. And the sefer, what is the sefer speaking about? Dairaisa. The sefer is speaking about an issue which is menatayre. Why is it an issue menatayre? <coughs> because in the sefer, we're talking about the meat of the carbon that gets mixed with the chulen meat, and that's an iser menatayre for a czar to eat it, if, because there's kachim, there's a carbon that's mixed in over here. So therefore what the Gemara is saying, according to Rashi, the difference between the Reish and the Sefer is, the Tanakhama holds that Rabbi Yehuda, the Svara that Rabbi Yehuda said, that min biminoi will never be bottled. When you have two of the same type, they will never become bottled. So the Tanakhama holds, when do I say that min biminoi is not going to be bottled? Only when it's a mixture where there's an Isam and Then he agrees to Rabbi Yehuda. But if it's a mixture which is only with the Rabbanon issue, because the whole Tome here is only with the Rabbanon, then he disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda, and there he says, Mim Biminoi will be bottle. That's the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer. So the Gemara asks on this Tadets as well, Frak the Gemara, say if so, second, back inside the Gemara, Aval Tumas Sheretz, now so according to what you're saying, if in the Reisha it would be speaking also about a Tome Minatayre. If it was a Tumah from a Sheretz, my, what would be the Aloha? So then even in the Reisha, you would agree that the Tanakama would agree that it would not be bottle. The whole distinction is that the Reisha is speaking about an issue in Adrabonon and the Seif is speaking about an issue in Atayra. So if so, ah, the Tani Seife, why does it have to bring this new Allah in the Seife of the case of ah, well, Chatiches, or Chatis Tahiris, and his Abba Bemeh, Chatiches, or Cholin Tahiris. So the Seif is bringing you an example of a new case of Tahir. Kachim and Toir Chulin that got mixed with one another. That there it will not become bottle. Why does it have to bring a new case? It can make the same distinction regarding the very same case that it spoke about in the Reisha. And it could say as follows. When do I say in the Reisha that when there's a mixture of Tomei and Tohoyer that it becomes bottle? But Tumas Mashkin. Only with the Tumah of Mashkin, which is Midrabanon. So here we're lenient, and even though it's Min Biminoi, it'll become bottle. But if it's a Tumim and that's caused by a Sheretz, so over here, I do not have this leniency. Over here I say that Min Biminoi will not be bottled. So instead of bringing up a new case in the Sefer, the whole distinction here is whether it's Minatayr or Midrabanon, make the distinction regarding the same case. So again, the Gemara gives the same answer it said before. The Tana wants to bring a new case in the Sefer about Tahir meat from a carbon with Tahir meat from Chulun that got mixed because there there's a bigger Chiddush to say that it does not become bottle as Rashi quoted before. We see in Mishnah's Truma, Trumas that is, that by Tahiris but Tahiris there's more of a Swara that it should be bottle. Another Pshat to explain the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer of this Braisa. Rabba Marabba says, Reisha is Salaf. In the Reisha, when there's Tame meat of a carbon with Tahir meat of a carbon that get mixed, What's the Issa to eat this? The whole Issa to eat this is only an Issa of Alav. As Rashi here brings, that the Basar of Kachim, that becomes Tomei, so it's a Basar Sheyiga Bechol Tomei, it's Alav, that you're not allowed to eat it. That's all. So it's a, it's a lighter Issa, so to speak. Seife is Issa Kodis. In the Seife, it's speaking about uh, the case of Kachim mixing in with Chulin. So if a person <coughs> is going to go ahead and eat this, and he's not a Kayin, and he has Tumas and he eats this, he's going to be Chayef Kodis. 
So it's a much more severe, much more stringent Isser. So therefore on the Sefer, because it's a much more stringent Isser, we're more machmer and it won't be bottle. The Reisha, it's a lighter Isser, only of a lav, there it would be bottle. That's the distinction. But how could you make this distinction? Rabbi said, Rabbi himself once said, Anytime you have any suffix regarding something that's minatayra, isa minatayra, loishna isa lav, loishna isa kodes, it doesn't matter if the isa minatayra is the isa of a lav or it's the isa of a kodes, if it's the isa minatayra, we treat it with the same stringency. We don't make such kind of distinctions. You can make a distinction between the isa minatayra and isa midrabanan, but not between the isa lav or isa kodes. So therefore, how could he say such an answer? And says, so the Gemara says, Kashi. This remains a question on Rabbi how he gave this answer. A third Pshat Gemara here says to explain the distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa. Again, the Reisha is speaking about Tomei and Toir meat that got mixed, and the Seifa is speaking about a meat from the carbon and Chulun meat that got mixed. Ravashi Yomar Ravashi says, Seifa, the reason why the Seifa were more stringent and it will not become bottle, because in the Seifa, this meat is considered to be a Dovar Sheyeshle Matirin. Dovar Sheyeshle Matirin is anytime you have an Iser, which eventually will become allowed again. The, the typical example for that would be Chometz on Pesach. After Pesach, the Chometz of Pesach would be Mutter again. So the, the, the halacha by Dovash of the Yeshle Matirin is, V'chol Dovash Yeshle Matirin. Anytime you have an Iser that got mixed into something which is Mutter, and you want to know if it would be bottle or not. So if it's something that you can <coughs> wait, and eventually it will become mutter, I fill a bell of bottle. Even if it got mixed in with a thousand times against it, it still won't be bottle. Why? So the simple reason is because you can just wait until the time of the hetter will be. So therefore it will not be bottle. So what is Ravashi saying over here? In the Reisha, you're talking about Tommy and tar meat from a carbon that got mixed. There never will be any hetter for anybody for this. So over there, we're lenient and we say it becomes bottle. And the Seifa is speaking about the tar meat of a carbon with the tar meat of a chulun that got mixed. For a kayin, this is mutter. So therefore that falls under the category of a dovish yesh lematirin. So over there, we're stringent and it's not bottle. But the Gemara now refutes this tenets. Frek the Gemara, as I said, it says the Gemara, Vahadar Ravashi, Bedusahi. This answer of Ravashi over here is Bedusahi. How do they translate Bedusah there? Fiction. It's a fiction. Okay, it's, it's, in other words, we can't accept this answer. I think uh, some Mepharshim say regarding, this is an expression you have in the Gemara a lot of times, that the, the, but the students repeated this in the name of Ravashi, they misunderstood what Ravashi said. So he could have never said such a thing. Why? And the Gemara explains. Laman, for whom are you saying that this meat is considered to be something that's forbidden now and is going to become permitted soon? Ilukayin, are you talking about the Kayin himself? Mishri Shari, for him it's always permitted to eat this, both the Cholin and the Kachim, so there was never an issue for him in the first place. Ili Yisrael, are you talking about using this mixture to allow Yisrael to eat from it? It will remain forbidden for him forever. He's never allowed to eat from the Kachim. So how can you consider this to be a Dovar that one day it, it's going to become Mutter? So this is not a good answer. So this answer is a fiction. Going back now to one of the points of the Machloikis between Rabbi Yechenen and Reish Lakish. So the Gemara before said that Rabbi Yechenen's opinion is that Trume b'zman is still minatayra. Frek the Gemara, b'sav Rabbi Yechenen Trume b'zman Does Rabbi Yechenen hold that Trume today is an obligation minatayra? 
But Vatanya, we learned from the Braise a case where we see that Rav Yechenin was actually lenient about this case <laughs> regarding the Trumbe Bizman and it seems like Rav Yechenin holds that it's Midrabana. So what does it say? The case here is as follows. Vatanya, so we learned in the Braise, Shtei Kupois. You have two baskets, Achas shal chulin. one has chulin in it, and Vachas shal trumen. the other has trumen in it. And Lufneim shtei son. and in front of these two baskets, you have another two buckets. Achas shal chulin. and also, one of them is of chulin, Vachas shal trumen. and one of them is of trumen. Now what happened? V'naflu elu b'teichelu. From these two baskets, the contents of these two baskets fell into the other two buckets. So now, Bobby, the problem is, we don't know what fell into what. If chulin fell into chulin and truma fell into truma, so then it's perfect. So the chulin you could still eat and the truma you could still eat and there's no mixture here. But maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the basket of chulin fell into the bucket of truma and the basket of truma fell into the bucket of uh, chulin. So what do we do? So the Braise says, We'll take the lenient approach and say that it's allowed. And we're going to say, that probably what happened is the truma fell into truma, and the chulin fell into chulin. So there's a leniency here. We, we have this, even though we don't really have anything to prove this, but it's a suffix, and we're lenient over here and we rely on the fact that probably the mixture, there is no mixture, the chulin fell into chulin and truma fell into truma. That's the halach of the b'raise. Now regarding this b'raise, there was a machlaikis between Rish Lakish and Abyechanan. When do we take this lenient approach? said regarding this, now this is only if in those two buckets that you had, the chulin and the truma, that something fell into them. So over there in those two buckets, there's more chulin than the truma that would fall into it. So then I say that even if it would be true that the truma did fall into the chulin, but there's more chulin than truma, so it's going to be bottle bereif. So I'm not only relying on the assumption that the chulin fell into the chulin and the truma fell into the truma, even if the truma did fall into chulin, in addition, now I would have a raiv here. That's Rish Lakish's opinion. Rabbi Yechenin Rabbi Yechenin was actually more lenient. He says, no, even if you don't have in this bucket that has chulin more contents of chulin than the truma that would fall into it, still I rely on what it says in the Braise that probably the chulin fell into chulin, the truma fell into truma, and therefore there's no issue. So Rabbi Yechenin was more lenient about this. So now, now the Gemara explains what the question here is. Now it's understood according to Rishlokish that's more stringent here. So what did we have before? Rishlokish's opinion is that truma bismanazeh is only midrabana. But nevertheless, we can understand why Rish Lakish would be stringent. Kasava, Rish Lakish's opinion is, nami, even regarding Trume, which is only Midrabanon, It's not enough to rely on the fact that the Cholun fell into Cholun and Trume fell into Trume. We can't just rely on that assumption. In addition, we'll need a, a right of Cholun to be this. That's understood. He has that Chumrah. But according to Rabbi Yechenin, what's Rabbi Yechenin's opinion? Rabbi Yechenin holds that Truma Bismanazaz Menatayre. If Truma Bismanazaz Menatayre, and here you have a suffix regarding this mixture, how could you rely on this concept of Sha'ani Aimer? That I say that probably the Cholun fell into Cholun and Truma fell into Truma. And you don't even have any basis to say such a thing, seemingly. It's just a leniency because of a suffix. And you don't have any Bittl Beraiv here either. How would something become Bittl without a Raiv? Just because I say that this fell into this, how could you, it's a suffix. So according to Rabbi Yechenin, this is a question. So the Gemara answers, you're right. Rabbi Yechenin will tell you 
This b'raisa is the opinion of the Rabbanon, and Rabbanon hold the bizman azeh, trum is mid Rabbanon. So because trum is mid Rabbanon, we're lenient in the situation of a Sophic. But the Omri Rabbi Yaisi. I that said that trum is bizman azeh is minatayre, I'm following Rabbi Yaisi's opinion of the following b'raisa. We learned in the Brais of Seder Eilam. This is a, these are, these are Braises that discuss different things in history. So the Brais there says, it says in the Pasik, Ashi Yarshua Visecha Virishta. Lashon of a Pasik where it uses a double Lashon that your, your, your ancestors, Yashon Eretz Yisrael, and it uses a, again a Lashon, Virishta, you will inherit it. Why does it use a double Lashon? So the, so the reason is because there's Yerusha Shishayna Ushniya. The Eden come to inherit Eretz Yisrael once and then a second time. Rashi says, when is this? The first time is when Eden came into Eretz Yisrael, the first time with Yeshua, to conquer Eretz Yisrael. And then there's the second time, Eden came into Eretz Yisrael, when they came to build the second base of Mikdash, together with Ezra. And that's the Kedush Shniya, the second time when they sanctified Eretz Yisrael. So after the Eden left, the first time, by the Churban of the first base of Mikdash, the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael was annulled. And when they came back the second time, they had to reinstate, they had to, re-bing, they had to bring back the Kedush of Eretz Yisrael a second time. That's why it says, a double Ashen. So you have once and a second time, Yeshlen. So those are the two times of Yerusha. But Ushlishis Einlehen. Now, when Yidin are going to come back to Eretz Yisrael the third time, when Mashiach comes, we're not going to have to re-sanctify and re-inherit Eretz Yisrael again. Why not? Because the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael that the Yidin established when they came the second time remains forever. The language the Gemara usually uses for this is the Kedusha Shnia is Kitschel Shaita, Kitschel Asadlava. It remains forever. So, what does that mean? Even after the Chodm of the Beis Amikdosh, the Kedusha remains forever. So, if the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael remains forever, so in the produce that grows in Eretz Yisrael, there's an obligation to give Truma Menat Taira because the Kedusha stays forever. So, this is. Uh, this is Rabbi Yaisi. This is Rabbi Yaisi. There's a big machlekes rishainim if we paskin this way or not. But the Rambam, I believe, actually paskins like this: that the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael remains today. Menatayra, like this opinion of Rabbi Yaisi here. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said about this brayse: Man Tana Seidaylam. Who's bechlal the Tana of these of these brayses that are taught in this Seidaylam? Uh, Rabbi Yaisi. This is Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. So that's the source for why Rabbi Yechanan said that Rabbi Yaisi holds that the kedusha remains. There's a long thesis here about this. Thesis brings from different places in Shas that discusses this subject regarding whether Kedusha remains even after the Chorma, the second base of Mikdash. And Thesis actually says that even though here in the Gemara, Rabbi Yechanan is saying that this is Rabbi Yaisi's opinion, he doesn't agree really to this. He was saying that this is what Rabbi Yaisi holds, and then, but he himself doesn't really hold to this. But other Yishayim say that Rabbi Yechanan does agree to this. So this is a big machlaikis, who, who we Paskin like. Okay, now the Gemara goes back to uh, an, another uh, thing that we just uh, mentioned over here regarding this case of the Chulin that fell into Chulin or Truma that fell into Truma and we're not, we're not sure what fell into what. Could we be lenient to say that Chulin fell into Chulin and Truma fell into Truma and it would be bottled even without a Rav? Or not bottle, we rely, we rely on this, that Chulin fell into Chulin and Truma fell into Truma even without a Rav? Or do you have to have a Rav? Only if there's raiv, then I say it becomes bottle. So the Gemara now asks, what did we say before? V'sava Rabbi Yechanan. Is it true what we said before? <coughs> that Rabbi Yechanan holds, Bidrabanon, loy be'inon ribuye. That if it's trume, which is only midrabanon. So in such a case, I could rely that chulen fell into chulen and trume fell into trume. And I do not need a raiv additionally to be mevatel this. <coughs> but vatnan, here the Gemara brings that we have a Mishnah. Where I see that regarding something that which is a problem, I still need Raif. 
What does the Mishnah say regarding a mikveh? Mikveh sheyeshboi arba saw mechuvanis. Mikveh has exactly 40 saw, which is the minimum amount of water needed for a mikveh. So what happened? Nasan sa'ah, the person added a sa'ah of non-mikveh water. Or actually Rashi says, the case is he didn't, he didn't add water, he added uh, grape juice or any other juice into the water, into any other liquids into the mikveh. Now after he added that mashkin, whatever it is, into the mikveh, the natal saw. He took out one saw of the waters of the mikveh. Kosher. So in this case, it's going to be bottle. It's, it's going to be kosher. What's the reason? Because when you put the the mashkin that you added into the mikveh, so even though that's puzzle, it's it's puzzle fluid liquids for the mikveh. But once you added it to a kosher mikveh that has forty saw, it becomes bottle in the mikveh. So even though now you're removing one saw. So you can say you don't have the amount of 40 saw in the mikveh, but once it becomes bottle in the mikveh, if you remove water afterwards, it's not going to take away from the minimum amount needed for the mikveh. <laughs> now Rashi points out that this is only in the order that it says here. That's only if nosan saw and natal saw. If you first poured in, let's say, apple juice into this mikveh, and then you took out water. What if you would have done the other way around? First, the person took out a measure of water from the mikveh, and then he poured apple juice into the mikveh, then it would be possible. Because the moment you took out water, it's missing from the minimum amount that the mikveh needs. Now you pour an apple juice, it's not going to help. Apple juice is possible to be mashlim the full water that's needed for the mikveh. <coughs> that's the Allah of the Mishnah. So this is Rabbi Yechenen here. What did he say? Ad rubai, that this that we say, that if you added some juice to the mikveh and then you took out from the water afterwards, that it will still be kosher. Why? Because it becomes bottle in the mikveh. That's only up until raif. That's only if you took out 19 of the sa'ah of the water of the mikveh. But raif was still left there. My love, so what does this mean? The Gemara says, don't you think it means the Nishtaya Ruba? You have to have Raiv of the original <laughs> waters that were there left in the mikveh. So only if you have Raiv, then I say that these additional juice or whatever it is that you poured into the mikveh will become bottle there. So what do I see over here? In order for the juice that you poured into the mikveh to become bottle, you have to have Raiv. So Rashi here explains that this, is, this, this case of mikveh is considered to be a case where the psul of this mikveh is only midrabanan. Why? So Rashi says, because the whole psul of having waters of, that are not mikveh waters, mayim shu'uvin, which is drawn waters, not mikveh waters, that passels the mikveh, that's only a psul midrabanan. So therefore we're talking about over here a psul midrabanan. And nevertheless, what does it say regarding this psul midrabanan? If it would be half and half. If it would be half kosher rain water, mikveh water, and then these other liquids that you added, it wouldn't be bottle. It only becomes bottle when it's raiv, when you have raiv of the kosher mikveh water, even though we're talking about a psal, which is only midrabanan. So how could Rabbi Yechelen say before, regarding trumim midrabanan, that if you have chulen that, that fell into chulen, you have a suffix if it fell into the chulen, the truma, that even without raiv, it will be bottle. That's the question of the Gemara. Uh, Taisus over here, just to be kitzer, Taisus points out that what Rashi says is difficult to understand because Rashi says that when you have drawn water, not rainwater, mayim shu'uvim, so that's a psalm But the truth is that this Mishnah is not speaking about mayim shu'uvim, it's not speaking about drawn water. It's speaking about juice that fell into the mikveh. That's a psal, even in a So why is the Gemara saying that this is a psal only with the Rabbanon? That's the question Taisus asks. 
So Taisu says that the, the, the Pshat and is different. This whole requirement to have 40 sa'av mikvah water, that shear is only a shear midrabanan. If you have a very, very little thing, let's say you have pins and needles that you want to be metayed on a mikveh, how large does your mikveh have to be to use such a little item to be metayed? So Taisa says, Menatayri, you don't need 40 sa'av, you could put it into a, a, a mikveh which is less than 40 sa'av. So the whole requirement, the whole measurement of 40 sa'av is a measurement midrabanan. That's the basis of the Gemara's question here. Okay, be it as it may, the Gemara answers, the Pshat in this, in this statement of Rabbi Yechelen could be different. Loi, what he meant is, the nishkal rubai. Not that you need to have at least 21 sa'ah that's left in the mikveh. So you have a rave of the kosher mikveh. What he was saying was that you didn't take out 21. Not that it has to be left 21, but that you didn't take out 21. Meaning if it would be half and half. If you have 20 saw from the original water that was left there, and you took out 20, even if it's half and half, it would still be bottle. Only if you took out more, if you took out 21, then it would not be bottle. So therefore this fits with what Rabbi Yechanan said before. When it comes to a, a psul midrabonon, even if it's only half and half, I would still say that the mikveh is kosher. Same thing over here regarding the chulin that fell into chulin, or, or even trome that may have fallen into chulin. Even if it's half and half, it would still be bottle. That's one answer. Yubai Yisaymeh, another answer is, you can't compare this case of the mikveh to the case that we were speaking about before. Why? Shani hacha she'ani oimer. What were we speaking about before? You had two baskets, one of chulen, one of trome, and they both fell into two buckets, one of chulen and one of trome. So you don't know which one fell into which. Besides the fact that there's a mixture here, that, that, uh, and and uh, it's, it could be half and half, and it's not bottle b'rayv. But in addition, there's another sort of to say that maybe the chulin fell into chulin, and maybe the truma fell into truma. So there's two tzadim to be makel here. Number one, even if the chulin fell into the truma, and the truma fell into the chulin, so now it's a mixture, and it's a mixture half and half. And when there's a mixture half and half, so it's a suffix. Every time you want to eat something from that basket, it's going to be a suffix and it's a midra banon, so there's a reason to be lenient. That's one reason. But there's a second reason to be lenient. Shani yoyme. Shani yoyme means I can say that maybe the chulim fell into chulim and the truma fell into truma. So therefore there's no issue in the first place. That additional reason to be lenient does not apply by the mikveh. By the mikveh, when you have liquid that, that falls into the mikveh, so it immediately gets mixed into the entire mikveh. You can't distinguish in the waters of the mikveh that, that here is the mashka part of the mikveh that's not kosher, and here is the kosher the rainwater of the mikveh. It all gets mixed in together. So over here, you have a suffix when you get to this mikveh, if, it, if it ha- you have half and half, regarding the water of the mikveh. So over here, Rabbi Yechelen says that you still are going to have to have raiv of kosher water. And therefore, it's not the same thing, Bukhla. Okay, one more thing the Gemara goes back to now, to this machlaikis of Rabbi Yechelen and Nishlakish. And this goes back to the discussion on the Pei Aleph Amir Aleph, where the machlaikis between Rabbi Yechelen and Nishlakish all began regarding an andragonis. And the discussion was whether an andragonis could eat from the Chaza Vishayik of a carbon, or could an Andreganis eat from Trume Minatayre? What's the basis of the Machlaikis between Rabbi Yechen and Ishlakish? When it says in the Mishnah that we had before on Piyala from Adalav, it said in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yesi and Rabbi say that an Andreganis eats, eats Trume and he could allow a Basisral that marries him also to eat Trume. So, what's the reason for this? Is this because Rabbi Yesi holds that he's 100%, he's definitely a Zachar? Or is this all a suffix? It's only a suffix that is a zakhar. And therefore only by Trumadir Abbanan were mekel. 
That was the Shail over here. So it all began with a question regarding Andragonis. When it says in the Mishnah that an Andragonis is a Zachar, according to Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Shimon, does that mean a Vadai Zachar? Or does that mean a Suffolk Zachar? So now the Gemara brings back uh, from the Mishnah itself to ask on this Machlaikis here. So what did it say in the Mishnah? Um, Tanan, going, so it said in the Mishnah, Andregenes, Nice. So it said in the Mishnah that an Andregenes is allowed to marry a woman. So what do you see from this? It says, Lachatchila. An Andregenes can go ahead and marry a woman. What does that show? If he can Lachatchila marry a woman, so that means that we treat him 100% like a man, Vadai, that he's a man. If so, this proves Rabbi Yechanan's opinion that an Andregenes is a Vadai Zachar. Rishlokish said, an Andregenes is only a Safik Zachar, and therefore only Trumim with Rabbanon But the Mishnah says, Naisei, Lachatchila get married to a woman. So the Gemara says, Tni, you have to read in the Mishnah, Im Nasa, that it says, now, if he got married to a woman, we are machmed that the marriage took effect, then he'll need a get. So it's only Midr Abbanon. Frek, the Gemara, Vaha, Naisa, Katani, but that's not what it says in our Mishnah. In the Mishnah it says, Naisa, that he could go ahead and get married to a woman. So the Gemara says, well, the time now, according to your reasoning, according to your question that you're asking me, that it says in the Reisha, Naisa, I avoloi nisa. Right after this in the sefer, it says that this andreganis is not allowed to get married to a woman. So over here, ella my nisa diyevet. Doesn't nisa over here in the sefer? What's the term that the Mishnah uses? Nisa. That bidiyevet. If he got married to a woman, so it uses a term of bidiyevet. That it, that bidiyevet, the, the marriage, uh, he should not get get married to a woman, or that it does not it, it does not take effect. So, so the Gemara says, just like in the Sefer, it says the term Nisa, which means Bidiyevet, Naisa, Nami, Diyevet. So, so too in the Reisha, when it says the term Naisa, it doesn't mean Lechatchile, it only means Bidiyevet, similar to the Sefer. But the Gemara says in this, no, not necessarily, Omri, so they said, Loi, no, Naisa, Lechatchile, Mashma. In the Reisha, when it talks about an Andreganist getting married to a Nekeva, getting married to a woman, it's saying that he can go ahead and get married to a woman. <coughs> but and then the term in the Sefer that it uses, the term Nisa, over there it's speaking about that he shouldn't get married to another woman, that even it doesn't take effect. So, okay, so therefore this would be a question. Again, we, this all remains a question on Rish Lakish's opinion. Because over here we see in this ratio of the Mishnah it says that an Andreganis could go and get married to an Akeva. So we see that he's considered to be a Vadai Zachar. But what does it say after this in the end of the Mishnah? The last line of the Mishnah was that Rabliyeza says, Andreganis Chayavin Olaf Skila. That if an Andreganis gets married to a Zachar, he has a relation with another Zachar, he's going to be Chayav Skila Kizachar. Like a Zachar, that one Zachar that had a relation with another Zachar. So what do I see from this? Miklal. So from this I understand the Tanakames Fuki Misapkele. That the Tanakame has a suffix about this, whether he's a Zachar or is an Akeva. Only Rabbi Yasa is the one that said that you're going to be Chayef Skila for this. According to the Tanakame, seemingly you will not be Chayef Skila. So this proves actually that Ishlokish is right. That according to the Tanakame, there's a suffix about this Andreganis. So the Gemara says, no, that's not true. Sfuki Misapkele. Okay, sorry, that was, that was part of the question, sorry. So the Gemara answers, Bein Lamar, Bein Lamar, both according to the Tanakama and according to <coughs> Rabbi Yezer, Mifshat Pshitele. For both of them, we treat a Andreganis to be 100% a Zohar. 
So what's the difference between them? But the difference between the Tanakama and Rabli as it is, Skila Mishnei Mekoimis. Whether he would be Chayev Skila Mishnei Mekoimis, which means an Andragonist is someone that has the, the organ of a Zohar and of an Akeva. Now the question is, if he has a relationship with another Zohar, so if it's Mishnei Mekoimis, whether from the, from the Aver like a Zohar or from the Aver like an Akeva, either way, the Tanakama holds, he would be Chayev Skila. So the Masov, the Tanakama holds, Chayav and all of Skila, either way you would be Chayev Skila, because he's 100% a Zohar, Mishnei Mekoimis, Masovar, but the uh, Rabbi is more lenient. Rabbi says, Kizachar. He's 100% like a Zohar, meaning only if he uses the Aver as a Zohar to have a relation with another Zohar, then he would be Chayev Skila, but not if it's, it's, it's in the Aver, if the, if it, like, like in the Keva, for there he has a relationship with another Zohar, there he would not be Chayev Skila.